Hey fans, this is Andy. I want to just give you a quick little heads up on the audio of this particular episode. When we record these episodes, if you haven't picked up on it by now, we record the review separate from the nerd news and then kind of splice it together. For some reason, Bill's audio on the review didn't seem to pick up quite the way it should. I don't know if there was something that got switched in the settings, but there were times where it's kind of hard to hear him, and I want to apologize for that. We pride ourselves on the best audio quality we can possibly give you, and whenever we can't do that, my inner audio snob feels really upset. So I apologize. We'll do better next week. And we hope you still enjoyed the episode. Gray, the Nine Lives. Dominic, the Cyclops. Zazi, the Beast. Luanoff, the Puppet Master. Hopart, the Gauntlet. Raide, the Blade. E.G. Mai, Kane, the Longshot. And myself, your faithful Mid-Valley, the Horn Freak. We all offer you our support. Chapel appears to be absent. He seems to be as untrustworthy as the rumors claim. Japanese, a podcast where three secret members of the Gung-Ho Guns talk about anime. It's not secret anymore. <gasps> I know. He'd like to end the show soon if it's all the same to you. It's Bill. I'm okay my Transformers. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. And he's alive again. What? It's Andy. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about the ritual later. Oh, okay. And I'm talking a bunch of nonsense. Yep. Usually. <laughs> I'm Josh. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, what's up? Hi. Um, I, mean, I do want to get over with. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Hey, Hi. guys. Episode 15 of Trigon today. You guys yeah. ready? Um, yeah, I think so. It's um, Demon's Eye. Oh, yes. yes. I am prepared. Ah, And yes. we're going to th- shoot some stuff into that eye. Yes, yeah. yes. Wait, wait, you're prepared? For the yeah. demon's eye? No, I'm prepared for the uh, one we're going to record after we do this intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the fourth wall. Uh, so. Don't you know he's got he's got plans that don't involve us or anime? Taking, Just taking over the world? No, more drinking and transformers. I'm, uh, I'm assuming. Mostly. Could, could mostly. be. Okay. Uh, hey guys, just so you know, if the audio quality suddenly changes uh, between like halfway through the episode, it's we just, just in- your imagination. Or we installed new filters to cancel out echo. 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 Quack. Quack. <laughs> oh, this is not going anywhere. Let's do some nerd news, shall we? Quack okay. don't echo. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair. Uh, Quack. Quack. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Sorry, I was referencing Dragon Ball Z approach again. Let's do some nerd news, shall we? Sweet. What's been going on in the world of nerddom, Bill? Uh, WrestleMania was this weekend. Ah, you stole mine, but that's okay. It's so cool that we can just talk about it Yeah, a what, bunch. A, what a night it was, honestly. Yeah, so if you want to know and have a complete 
probably three-hour rundown of uh, that week, which is WrestleMania week, check out the Rundown Wrestling Podcast on the Questionable Never Network, questennetwork.com. Ah, ah. I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You like, uh, like the pun? It was yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I got that reference. But screw them. We're going to go ahead and talk about it a little bit ourselves. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, cool. Nerd News, uh, WrestleMania. What are your thoughts on uh, WrestleMania, the granddaddy of them all? They're not allowed to call that, that that anymore, I don't think. Really? Yeah, I think that was one of the things McMahon oh, yeah. said that like, you can't use. thought it sounded dated. Yeah, and old. So now it's the ultimate thrill ride this year. Right. God damn it, Vince. Can you just go away? Give I mean, me the green light. <laughs> I mean, just honestly. I'm ready to go. It just seems like he he just makes messes of things anymore. Yeah, it's true. But if you pay attention to the song when like they're playing it for like recaps and I stuff, didn't. like there's a whole line in there when these when the dude's rapping talking about like the G spot, and I'm like, this is not appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> like you pay attention, it's like. Welcome to the PG era, uh, talking about the G spot. It's the PG spot era. Oh uh, my! Final. <laughs> uh, so, Bill, Hi. what are your thoughts on WrestleMania? Overall, good show. What about highlights? Let's let's maybe we'll go around the uh, go around the uh, table here mm-hmm. and tell us, like, kind of say one of the highlights from the actual event WrestleMania. Josh, you first. Nia Jax's uh, elimination. In the uh, Fatal 4-Way Women's Title Match. Okay, so for those of you who don't know anything about wrestling, there are two women's title belts, one for each of the two major shows. And uh, the match you're talking about, it was a four-women wrestling match for the women's title. And Nia Jax, how would you describe Nia Jax, Bill? She's definitely a powerhouse of the women's division. Not your typical diva. She's big and burly and... Pretty. She's yeah, very but, attractive. Yeah, yeah but they don't make up her up and hair her up mm-hmm. and, I mean... She's not like most girls, you yeah. might say. Not like most of the girls in WWE. <laughs> right. True, true. But, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with her physically. It's just they don't – that's not how they market her. No. Yeah. She's a she's a, she's an unstoppable beast. Right. And so, Josh, explain the ending of how she got eliminated at least. Well, I do believe they did a triple powerbomb a la S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point they tried uh, – the other three contenders tried to individually pin her, and it didn't work. Right. I can't remember what move they finished her off after that, but then they all – all three – Pile, like dogpile. Dogpile her. You know, So we had Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte. All three of them pile on top of Nia Jax and eliminate her, and it was one of the best eliminations well, I had ever seen. It wasn't seen. really a shield powerbomb. Mm-hmm. It was – all three of them actually powerbombed her as in they were all standing facing – Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Into her. Right, right. A shield powerbomb would be two of them help him on the shoulders oh, on of the third and, the third, and then, put, and then yeah. push them down as right. like a powerbomb. Very reminiscent it's of very similar. But still, similar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was a really cool moment. Uh-huh. Uh, I think for me, it was the AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon match, which I didn't think going in was going to be necessarily the greatest, just because of the fact that Shane McMahon is, you know, he is known for putting, pulling together really good matches. And I, that's what I said going into it was saying, God, I hope that he can pull out another amazing sort of thing. Right. And it was. It was really good. It was a lot better than you would have expected it to be looking at it on paper. Uh, AJ Styles is truly phenomenal. Yeah. Well, so so can Shane. I mean, that, that shooter. Yes. Um, I think oh he did it in the past. And it wasn't a perfect shooter. It was a little cockeyed. I mean, it's not like Evan Bourne, Billy Kidman, yeah, it, Jushin Thunder Liger. But he also doesn't make his living by doing that every night. Exactly. True. And so that was pretty phenomenal to watch. It was. Bill, favorite moment from WrestleMania? Hardy Boys. Ah, yes. I was wondering which one of us was going to bring the, that up. Uh, the, the t- even the way they did it with the false tease where you think New Day was going to inject themselves in the match. Mm-hmm. And they total fake out 
Swerve. Yeah. yeah. Here come the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little sad that we're not seeing Broken Matt Hardy. Uh, he. I mean, he, he's a little. If you look he, at like he emoted a lot, he like did. Matt Hardy, and like on Raw the next night when they were defending their tag team titles against uh, Anderson and Gallows on the promo video, you know, like they have like the not promo video, but like the stills, but leading yeah. to the match, you should have seen the picture of Matt of Je- or of Matt Hardy. He was like full on, just like and it like completely like blank, like smiling, weird face. <laughs> I'll have to see if I can find it on my phone and show you. Um, it, but I, I think that Broken Matt Hardy. To some extent, is going to live on. They did a promo after on WWE.com yeah. and on whatnot, and he okay. was he was he, he was sounded a little a little like broken Matt Hardy. So, yeah, it's 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 still there, but it's hard for him not to have it there if he's been doing this gimmick for so long. Right, right. he's kind of lived it. Right, <laughs> absolutely. Also, as part of WrestleMania week or weekend or whatever you want to call it, because I think the Raw and SmackDown after also kind of extend into that. We had some other cool things. NXT Takeover had some really cool matches. Uh, they saw uh, a really interesting tag match between the Revival and uh, DIY and the tag team champions and the authors of Pain. And you, it was a really cool match. I, didn't, I don't really dig the authors of Pain. However, we did get some really cool double teams between both of the uh, DIY and the Revival. It was actually one of my favorite spots, I think, in all of wrestling that I've ever seen where they were trying to get rid of the Authors of Pain. So one member of DIY and one member of the Revival did the Revival's double team finisher on one of the members. And then the opposite, the other two members did DIY's finisher. And that was, I think, one of the coolest things. That like They were cool. working together using each other's finishers and tag teaming. It was, that's, that's it was a, neat. Yeah, that sounds really nifty to watch. Uh, speaking of the Revival, they debuted on uh, Monday Night Raw. They're, they're, they got moved up to Raw. So did uh, Finn Balor is back now. He's back on Raw. There was a big surprise Excellent. there. Yay. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura debuted on SmackDown. I'm as excited did, about that. Yes, as awesome. did Ty Dillinger. So there was a lot yeah, I heard going about that on. Too. Wow. Pretty cool. I may. I look at them and I go, eh, I probably don't need to have another line. Mm-hmm. I may have to buy that Finn Balor action figure the mutant one. Oh, that one looks so cool I mean, it does look really awesome I, I may have to have that one in my collection I don't have a ton of wrestling figures anymore I don't think I'm going to get all those mutant figures no definitely not um, but that one specifically I'm like I pretty freaking cool I might need to have that pretty freaking right. cool so yeah that was Wrestlemania okay. uh, Josh yeah what's your news Invader Zim's coming back wait what yeah Nickelodeon is actually doing a, a three Different shows doing uh, TV movies of them. Huh. Invader Zim. Yeah. Hey Arnold. And you're going to love this one. Rocco's Modern Life. <gasps> Is it going to be a musical movie? I don't know. I'm just really excited. Oh, it's because it's dirty. Oh, it will be really dirty. I'm really... Yeah. Maybe. See, that's the thing. The parents that would be having their kids watch Rocco now were kids when Rocco was on. Mm-hmm. And so no... The crap they used to pull. True. Yeah. That is true. But I'm I'm excited. I'm more excited for Invader Zim because I really love that show. And they've got, it looks like the original voice cast, the uh, various voice actors for the main characters of Zim, Dib, Gurr, and Gaz, they've all been uh, confirmed. The one question is, it's not known if uh, show creator Jonan Vasquez is actually involved with this project. And I'm kind of wouldn't be surprised if he's not. I do believe he had a rather harsh parting of ways with Nickelodeon. Well, sometimes they, sometimes money talks, though. You know, after the series right. abruptly canceled, yeah, I can definitely get that. But did you guys know that there's an Invader Zim uh, 
comic book series? Yes, I did know that, actually. Right. And it's actually doing really good, and it's taking off after Invader Zim ended. And oh, it, so, so that's it, cool. It's Jonan Vasquez either writing it or, you know, he, he's involved in it. It is his project. Mm. But it is continuing after the uh, TV series had ended. Hmm, that's interesting. So I actually want to get those, but I'm really excited to see where this movie goes. Yeah. Uh, and just Invader Zim, because you know there's going to be a lot of maniacal laughing, a lot of Gur screaming, a lot of Zim screaming, and I just can't wait to see what kind of shit Gur does in it this movie. It was me! I was the cupcake the whole... No, no, no. no. I was a turkey I was the whole time! Yeah. Huh, I was wondering why that turkey was there. <laughs> why did I think he was a cupcake? There was a cupcake line, wasn't there? Yes. Cupcake? Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, to make, <laughs> to make room for the cupcake. To make room for the cupcake. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Invader Zim is fantastic. I do own the entire series as well. It's it's great. I uh-huh. may need to go back and rewatch that now. That sounds fantastic. So do they have a date for that? Uh, no, uh, I didn't. Soonish. See, yeah, soonish. soonish. Okay. Uh, probably, probably a little later on in 2017, so a little later this year. So this obviously has been worked on already. But nice. So keep your eyes open. Yes. It's going to be debuting on Nickelodeon, as the article I saw read. That's awesome. So I'm really excited. I'll probably link the article to our news feed on Tuni- uh, on the Facebook. Okay. Well, I guess my nerd news, uh, I was going to talk about WrestleMania, but I've got something else, I suppose. And it dovetails into what you were just talking about. Oh. Remakes and reboots and things of um, things like reboot. I am not excited in any way, shape, or form for this. Well, I, I think if there's anyone who's going to have any real say about Reboot who really love Reboot, it's the man sitting across from me. I don't know. I think Bill and I kind of kind of shared about yeah, the we, same love for Reboot. If anything, you watched it more than me until yeah. the fourth season got really super good. Yes. Right. And, I think that's I, and then so I went true. back and caught up. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. I think, the if you for those who don't know, Reboot was a series back in the 90s during the early kind of forming of computer-generated graphics, really kind of looking at how you can use that for animation. One of the first full-on CG yeah, shows, I want to say. it really was. And, it was, I mean, you go back, and obviously the <laughs> so graphics do not hold up. But no. it was a fun story. It was. Fun characters. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it, maybe looking back, it's not one of the greatest shows ever made. But I really have a lot of fond memories of that particular TV the, show. The back half of it, as we were saying, yeah. uh, really spiked in quality. It did. Like, uh, it went from sort of a formulaic sort of ha-ha, like, here's our gimmick, to a really engaging story. Overarching Villains story. and characters. and Yeah, it did. Are we talking about when, when Enzo becomes the Guardian and then we Yeah, have, when he becomes Matrix. Then, becomes yeah, when he Matrix. grows up and he starts going by Matrix after yeah. him and uh, Andrea yeah, came Andrea out of the yep. internet. You're right. Mm-hmm. My favorite bit in that entire series, though, is when um, shortly after Bob dis- is, is pulled into the net and Enzo's the guardian that they're playing, they're in a game, and one, the the, the player looks like uh, Ash from oh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead, yeah. But, but Evil he's, sitting there, he's sitting there, he's shooting, just shooting Chainsaws, skele- was he? No, shooting skeletons. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. he's just shooting skeletons. Well, yeah, well, the next level is flesh, uh, flesh-covered zombies. Who would play a game like this? And then they'd stop and look at the camera. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, it was a great, yeah, no, great it's, fourth it's, wall it, joke. Absolutely. The reboot that they're working on, the premise is, I don't think it's necessarily connected in any way to the original. Reboot's but it's, not even a... I don't even know if they need, need to have a Reimagining. Yeah, because it's like four remix teenagers, and it's going to be a mix of CG graphics and real life. Real life, they go into the computer, they become CG characters, they then guard... Yeah. The computer world. Yeah. 
That's the plot of Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. <laughs> I, was okay. like, I was like, what are you Yeah, you're at? pointing at the well, plot. I was, I was pointing like, below your Joker well, painting. I was confused. <laughs> there. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, you know. It really is. I forgot really about that. Is. So, yeah. so would Tim Curry then do the voice of Megabyte? Because Tim Curry did the voice of the villain in Superhuman. Uh, Isn't he dead? Tim Curry? No. No. Oh, wait, no. But he had a really bad stroke, so he can't. Like, if you watch. I thought he was dead. No, he's still alive. He just, he can't act anymore. Watch. You Google that. <laughs> watch the, um, no, if you watch the, uh, what is it? Oh, the, 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 um. The most recent remake of Rocky Horror. Yeah. He's alive. He plays the narrator, so he does the framing. Oh, okay. And he just sits there and talks like this. <laughs> and he's in a wheelchair. Aww. Like, legit. Like, like what I heard was he had a really bad stroke. Yeah. Good news. He's not dead. That's good. That's good. Bad news. He had a stroke. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's effectively That's retired. Bad. That's bad. That's bad. Well, we can't have the original. <laughs> That's good. We, we can't have the original voice of Megabyte. He died. Oh, That's bad. That's very bad. <laughs> Just hire Frank Walker. I'd be cool with that. So, uh, so that's my news. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm probably not. I probably will try to watch an episode somehow. I don't know how probably I'm going to see it. Watch it streaming or something Maybe. like that. Bonus honestly. episode. Yeah, we'll do. Oh, oh there God, you go. God, we'll subject ourselves as a bonus episode. Oh my God. No, you know what we should do for for a summer season and even like a side project is subject. You know, we talk about subjecting Andrew to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Steven Universe. Well, and Gravity Falls. That's nowhere near as funny because it's not subjecting. Yeah, that's true. That, but, but we put him through. But he needs a he needs a kids show catch up anyway. I do need a kids show catch oh, up. Oh, I just came up with an idea for for it as a summer season, summer viewing program. Yeah, I like that. That's clever. Yeah, no, we need to just like watch one episode of like all, like weird random things that I probably should be watching. Right, and, right. So yeah, that's reboot, and I think that does it for nerd news. Anything else you guys want to add in? Hmm. I'm just really excited about Invader Zim. Is this a good place to plug my project? You plug oh, away! Actually, yes, yes, it is. We haven't talked about that yet, yeah, officially. Yep. Please plug your project. I have decided. I've been in major renovations to get my collection of toys, mostly Transformers, out on display. Mm-hmm. And so now that the majority of that work is done, I have started an Instagram. Oh, God. You're like one of my freaking 16-year-old teenagers. Students. I'm not taking selfies of myself. All right. All right. That's good. It's an online toy museum. Okay. I am documenting my Transformers in however many modes. Mm Mm-hmm. Their features. Yeah. I try to put the remakes or remolds and repaints together. And once that is done, which will take a while. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it will. uh, But once that's done, I'm going to, and also intermittently throughout, try to do interesting action poses with them. Nice. Um, create fights or mm-hmm. recreate classic fa- scenes moments. Or, yeah. 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 If you need to recreate the death of Starscream, I do have that Starscream figure. I think we've talked about that before. I'll let you borrow it so you can, uh, that would be fun. That would yeah. be fun. I'm waiting for six shots so you can kill Ultra Magnus. Nice. As am I. Where can they, where can they find that on Instagram? What's your username on Instagram? So you can find that on Instagram. I am Bill Little. 1982. There you go. Just like it sounds. Just like it sounds. There won't be stuff I'm eating and selfies and whatnot. <laughs> It'll just be toys. Toys. And, and I, my knives will eventually probably get documented in there. Of the uh, three of us, Bill is probably the toy collecting virtuoso. Gee, you think? <laughs> probably. I look around you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I wasn't telling you two. I was telling our listeners. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. that they're yeah, there. But you said Hi, guys. Pro- yeah, but you said probably. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> 
But anyway, Bill has the largest collection of toys, and it's he definitely has a huge Transformers collection. But he has more than just Transformer toys, and hopefully he'll eventually get to the point where you start where you see a lot of other parts of his collection. Absolutely, I'll um, definitely Power Rangers for sure. Right, uh, Legos probably. Hero clicks, Hero mm-hmm. clicks, yeah. Marvel Legends, yeah, I'll definitely. Some classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures. We, yeah, so, so if you want to check that out, get on his Instagram, give him a follow, and you will not run out of content for the next five years probably. He's probably got enough to last him that long, honestly. It will, it will be a while, yeah. um, especially because I'm trying to follow the unofficial rules. As learned from uh, uh, Riley yep. Smurl from the Smurl Sisters. What, what are the unofficial rules? You'll have to look it up. I had to go refresher, but oh, fair things enough. like... Specifically, I'm trying to use a certain number of hashtags. Yeah, not not more than six hashtags. I'm trying don't to post more than a certain number of times a day. Three. Yeah. Okay. Now I did break that with six shot or no, um, quick switch. Yeah, it's fine. Six shot re- because he has six forms. Six forms. Actually, I posted seven because submarine mode gets flipped over to a gun. There you, there go. you go. So that's Ka-pew, that is Ka-pew. a lot of fun. You should definitely yeah. check that out. Give him a follow. I'm sure you'd really appreciate that. I would, yep. absolutely. Maybe someone should also link his Instagram to you know certain web pages. I can see what I can do. There you go. All right. So I think that's about it. I think it's about time we get into the review, shall we? All right. Through, we the, ma- through the magic of technology, let's change the audio quality. Andrew? Yeah? Show us what you got. <laughs> let's do this. Oh, it's his wiener. God damn it. Yeah. We open with Millie and Meryl traveling through the desert in a really slow ass car. They, it's not very. I don't. I don't know what's going on in this scene. It's really bizarre. <laughs> really, it's, they. It's just rather. I feel like we missed some backstory. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where it just kind of starts all of a sudden. <laughs> right. It's the uh, the media the, the race. Yeah, which is... They reference something that... That never happens. The noodle incident. That just sounds really wrong. Uh, We find (laughs) out that it's actually Vash underneath them carrying the remnants of a vehicle. The bench seat, at least. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And apparently Vash wrecked their car as part of this incident. And uh, I don't remember that at all. Nope, nope. Very bizarre. See, and here's the funny thing, right? Uh, Back when we used to watch this back in the day, and I had to use your copies... Yes, with the uh, a little Arcadia cut out, I always thought it was a reference to something that happened, that happened in, in, in Little episode. Arcadia. But it isn't because in Little Arcadia they were on a bus. Yeah, so definitely not. Why did, uh, why did on a boat get stuck in my head? I don't. Well, on a bus? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought the same thing. Uh, okay. We get to the title card, and we are at Jurorock or something. Jurora. Jurora Rock. Jurora Rock City. Yeah. <laughs> it is literally, I guess. Yeah, yeah, pretty um, much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a group of cars are apparently pulling up outside the town, and some crazy thug-looking dudes get out, and we get this shot of their feet, and we get some weird barefoot women. You know, they, they they actually look like uh, extras from uh, Fist of the North Star. Okay, there's a Fist of the North Star moment coming up, kind of, yeah. that I want to talk about. Yeah, but I mean, seriously, they look like characters that are either from Fist of the North Star... That were imported in from a Mad Max movie. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a little bit of an homage here to yeah. Fissa and North Star. We'll we'll get there though. Apparently, this is the Roderick Thieves. This gang of of people they really treat the waitstaff kind of shittily. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of well. See what ingredients get into their burgers after treating that waitstaff badly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bodily fluids. I, mean, I guess startling some of the again is kind of funny, but well, wait, what? What? Huh? <laughs> Moving on. Wow. <laughs> So one of the women that they're with, which, by the way, 
obviously being forced there against their will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really? You think? Yeah. So when they're thieving, they're not just taking stuff. Apparently, they're taking. They're they're, they're doing the typical uh, uh, pillaging and raping. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one of the women becomes entranced by a guy at the bar who looks really familiar. I don't know if she was entranced because he looked familiar, or if she's being mind controlled. Well, I'm or... saying, I'm just saying facetiously, he looks really familiar. Or if she's just like, wow, hey, Andrew. that guy's got a main character coat. <laughs> Maybe that's true. Of course, it's Legato Blue Summers, and he's eating the hell out of a steak yeah. or a pie, or I don't know where the fuck it is. He's enjoying the fuck out of that. Oh, he's Either really. Way. I mean, come on, it's Legato. Oh yeah, by the way, Legato Blue Summer is voiced by Richard Cancino. Thank you. You're welcome. And you know what's interesting about this episode? What's that? He looks like the happiest I've ever seen him in this episode throughout the entire thing. Like he's he even smiles a couple of times, which is actually steak. true, but it's really creepy. He's, really he's enjoying crazy. that nihilism steak. No, he should He should not smile. Uh, so this, of course, pisses off the Rodericks, and one of them decks the woman out of nowhere, <laughs> calls her a bitch for looking at him, and then starts booting her over and over or again. Stomping her. No one stops it. He definitely has some inferiority issues. Severely. I mean, seriously, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. So the leader, who isn't the guy who's putting the boots to him, the other guy who's like kind of lounging in the chair. What's that? The blonde guy. Oh yeah, very much so. I don't know why I said that. That was a really weird response. <laughs> what? That was an odd response. It really was. I have like the blonde guy. Oh, definitely. Oh. <laughs> because the very blonde... much. Be... Because in this, not really. I mean, just <laughs> because in this anime, blonde hair is your is your God symbol damn of rank. Guys, I'm sorry. It's like having a gold shirt in the original <sighs> season of Star Trek. You were yeah. command wearing a gold shirt. Anyhow. So hair. Shut up. That's why Vash is a blonde. Yes, the blonde one. He <laughs> he gives some kind of creepy statement about how these women gave up everything. Their families, their lovers, their past. This is some fucked up dark shit. It is. I'm kind of sad. There's a lot of really terrible treatment of women in this episode. In general, really, yes, there's, I noted that. Had we noticed that there's a severe tonal shift since the last episode? Oh, yes. Which Although, is fine, but all the misogyny is a little weird. Yeah. yeah and this, yeah. Ep- this episode, compared to some of the others, does retain some of the humor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. true. But not in this scene. This scene is a lot more... We'll, we'll talk about the scene. This is actually probably my... When I think of Trigun, I think right. of this scene as like one of the most iconic scenes. This is one of those scenes where yeah, you work, walk in on a turn on the carpet and go, what's going on? I don't know. Hold me! Yeah, basically. Legato doesn't really pay attention to this. Even when his fucking fork is shot, he just kind of calmly says, another fork. I love he's it. really unfazed by it. He's just like, oh dear, the fork, it was destroyed. May I have another? He is uninterested in these cockroaches. Yeah. I would destroy Quite humanity, literally. but I want a fork, please. Uh, so things get turned from bad to worse when more shots are now fired, and it finally gets his attention. So here's my they question. They are going to let him eat in peace. No, they're not. He just wants to eat. So, so here's the question, right? Is this guy just a horrible shot, or is he an obnoxious bro dude who's trying oh, to intimidate Legato? total bro dudes. Yeah, that was how I took it. Absolutely. Oh my god, they're a frat! Uh-huh. Kind of. Like a, like a frat of thieves. Yeah. Yeah, I have a question about that later. Okay, we'll get there. So one of my favorite quotes from this episode is Legato, and he says, I intend to eventually destroy all of mankind, right down to the very last speck of dust. Yet why is it that you insist upon meeting your death sooner? I just love how calm his voice is at all times. You know, you know, really, his voice is like, it melts butter in your mouth. Yeah. Just hearing it. It's like, oh, Legato, please destroy me. You sound so enticing. 
I mean, seriously, with a voice like that, I'd become a nihilist. For sure. <laughs> Aren't you already kind of nihilistic? That's not a compliment. <laughs> That's so Life's been hard since Senpai went away. Oh, don't worry. He's in the preview for the next episode. <gasps> Alright, so anyway. I should Oh, did you also I... notice that Kuroneko Sama was actually at the at the um at the very opening when they walked into the bar? No, I did not. Yeah, Kuroneko Sama's just very hard to see, but he's standing there watching the Roderick Thieves come in too. Okay, so there's our one reference because I didn't see him anywhere else yeah. in the episode. Yep, he was there. Apparently Legato pulls a Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star and he grabs him and we get this weird shot of like his arm starting to swell up. I'm like, oh my god, he's going to explode. He gave him an arm erection. Yeah, he gave him... <laughs> so yeah, his arm swells up into an arm erection. Thank you for that. But then apparently... A very throbbing, turgid arm erection. Stop that. Because it was like, it was like, ooh, Ooh, pick me, pick me. Basically. <laughs> Basically. Oh, teacher, teacher, I know the answer, teacher. Shh, I'm I know off the duty, shut up. So, <laughs> oh, God. But instead of his that. body exploding, what happens is he just reaches into his own body, and we're not, it's one of those things where it's a, kind of a horror trope where they don't really show you exactly what happens. It's up to your imagination to kind of wonder, which makes it more horrific. I'm assuming he rips out his own heart. That's how I took it. I'm going gonna, gonna to say he he played his heart like the saxophone that one sax player uh, was doing. Oh, yeah, that was a saxophone <laughs> player playing a really cool beat. We'll get there, though. Yeah, he was playing that smooth death jazz. Good <laughs> lord. So. He wants that to be the title so I, bad. He I do! He's going to bring it up like three more times. Nope, nope. I'm gonna, that's all I'm going to say. It's already been implanted. But you know what? Pulling, okay, pulling, you know, pulling out your own heart, though, it's so fucking metal. It really is. It's really metal. It really is metal. Oh, come on. That's clock, dude. Brutal. Thank there you. Is. Thank you, Nathan. It's metal and brutal. The rest of the Roderick gang it's draw guns. Brutal. Stop that. Uh, but, but Legato... Oh, God! But then Legato makes the boss shoot one of his own men. That, <laughs> that, was, that was actually really cool, because it wasn't like this crazy, slow, oh, I'm going to pull your... Like, it was like, like... I'm going to shoot you, Legato. And I was like, eh, no, eh. Yeah, it was pretty so damn cool. Like, oh, what shit I, I have to say, I actually laughed after, you know, the the, the shot fired and the one guy just goes, but why? <laughs> That's going to be on his epitaph now. Yeah. But why? The rest pull guns and Legato calmly goes back to eating after making them pointed at each other. Uh, and then chaos and death ensues in what yeah. I think is easily one of my favorite sort of all to, scenes in all this anime. All to some hot, wet sax music. <laughs> Blistering sax. <laughs> I mean, sax. Lisa, stop blowing my sax! I mean, sax! I mean, get out of here! Whoa. That's an old... Oh, Simpsons. yeah, that was a Simpsons joke. Simpsons I remember joke, that yeah. joke. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. <sighs> Legato goes over and tells the girls that now they know how much pain is in the world. I think they would already know that, though, considering the fact that they were taken from all, their families all the and, and all, the, all, the <laughs> all the raping, you know. Um, and but walking around the desert barefoot. There's yeah, that. Yeah. That would be terrible. As Legato was taking a stroll, grinning maniacally and kind of happily, he kind of wonders, like, how how he got to the point where he did something so unusual as to deal with these cockroaches, <laughs> to deal with these lower life forms and actually want to hurt them. <laughs> And then he remembers Vash as he stares down his left hand. I'm sure there's no significance there. And nope, that's that's his jerk off hand. <laughs> oh God! No, like, I, I, I was gonna say, I love how you just start nodding. Like, yep, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, we cut to Vash and his crew 
as they arrive. Vash is exhausted. Meryl taunts him with water. Vash devours it and says, in probably the cutest face I've ever seen it's pretty cute. in this anime, it's he says, cute. I'm alive again! So great. And he runs off. Yeah. And he starts marching around like, I'm so great! I'm going to walk around and I'm going to find a place to go. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go drink. Now I need a drink. And he like kind of marches into the bar as Millie and Mero are like, what the hell is wrong with this city? Why is it so quiet? There's no one here. It's like an episode of Sailor Moon. Oh, that reminds me. Yes. Do a drink. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Bill, without without alcohol. Actually, we're taking a break. No, you guys can talk and I'll just go get Okay. I'm going to be a gimmick because it's like, oh, that reminds me. Okay. Okay, well, Bill, Bill's gone. Holy ah, crap, that actually happened. So after he is alive, he goes into the tavern, and we get a weird double take. Yeah, the double cut, and I think, you stop me if you think I'm wrong or completely off base. You're wrong. Ha <laughs> ha! Wow. Okay, anyway, continue. No, you can go. Okay, so the first cut is Vash coming in all goofy, like, Ah, oh, hi, everyone! Ah! And then the second cut is... Vash looking all serious, seeing the death and destruction yep. that was the Roderick gang. Yes. Now, my thought is that first cut is how Vash is originally going to perceive his entrance. You know, I was like, okay, so I'm going to be goofy. I'm going to have fun. And then it cuts to his actual reaction because, you know, he, he probably smelled the blood. Yeah. He probably smelled the blood or, you know, something, some sort of indicator of or, all the death. And that's when yeah. he opened it and he's like, uh dick in a box yeah and then when the girls come by he shuts the door quickly and says oh nothing's going on but then we get <laughs> we get our first series of a lot of him being like very brooding and, and for good reason for good reason yeah once again the tunnel shift absolutely we cut away to what i i rewatching this i forgot how ridiculous it was and i laughed and i probably shouldn't have but it's just the image of legato surrounded by so many men and him just looking so calm and i just about lost it because he looks like he could give no shits he says something along the lines like he he looks like he's at peace yeah being about the pivot man and it gangbang oh Oh, no being a pivot man in the circle jerk oh good lord thank you for that yeah he's like he's surrounded by men he's the lone guy sitting there and he's calm and serene yeah he's either that or he's got some shit coming coming up for them yeah he says some line like like oh you're here or something (laughs) like that i don't know this is really weird and we get the leader of this the rotter group this other leader who is voiced steve bloom is there yes one of my favorite voice actors omg it's not a good performance by him though well it's one it's one of his earliest as well just like his yeah his most notable work, but but it's still it's Steve Bloom. It's Steve Bloom. Hey, hey you're Steve Bloom. Oh my God! Oh, holy no. crap, Bill! Ha. Oh Jesus Bill's Christ! Got, holy crap! Be careful, don't knock him over. Oh God! Bill's no. got a Jesus Christ. That's a lot of liquor. Oh, speaking of liquor, did you notice? Sorry, guys, that was a close one. Uh, <laughs> speaking of liquor, let's bounce back for a second. Did you notice the uh, liquor <laughs> bottle liquor that uh, <laughs> exactly uh, the liquor bottle that rolled over to Vash? It looked like it said uh, Jim Bean. I wasn't sure if it said that. I wasn't sure what it was. Is it Jim Beam? Jim Beam. Sorry. Jim Beam. <laughs> I make that mistake all the time. I yeah, can't, I, I can't I, make I, I, for that. It's not my favorite. I can. I don't well, I like out, out of the whiskeys. I don't like that whiskey. I don't, I don't like, like any Jim whiskey. Beam. Jim Beam's uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean make diff- they make different varieties, for right. one. Mm-hmm. It's a decent flavor. It's not a bad. I mean, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's, it's worth I suppose, but I mean, it looked like it, it, it might have been a Jim Beam uh, label, but like part of it was destroyed. It, it's. We've seen it before, so it's possible. 
Right. That's the reason why I brought it up is because we've seen this before where they've actually used real uh, brands before. So Steve Bloom is here as his (gasps) commander. And, of course, he's stopped once again by one of his own men when he tries to shoot Legato. And then it gets really weird. Yeah, hell gets unleashed. No, as... I'm talking about the voice acting because it sounds like the voice changed. I they put, they I might have changed my, that. Uh, I put that in my review too that all hell breaks loose. Yeah, you said that? Yeah, yeah. it is basically exactly what happens. Yeah. Because Pandemonium. Yeah, Legato says that only kill half of them. Which is dark and freaky. Like that line just it gave well, me chills. It, it's more than that. He's like, oh, you're right. It would be it, selfish it, for me to have all the be, fun. Don't be greedy. Yeah. Let's only kill half of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Is he talking to himself? And we get a crazy cut. Like, there's destruction, things, people float, being... Giant like, hands yeah. reaching out of the ground and yanking people in. People get thrown in the air. The saxophone player shows up again. And, and then disappears. There's a guy with, like, a weird shell with spikes flying off of it. And then uh, a sniper. Yeah. All kinds of crazy stuff. Once the leader uh, shoots his insubordinate underling... More of his men start falling over, being shot by the sniper. And then we get, all of a sudden, the break card. Whoa, we're back! Hey, we're back! And uh, now we all suddenly are at the aftermath. So a well-placed yeah. break card. Yeah. Wow, that was some exciting shit, though. I mean, that... Off- <laughs> the off-screen destruction was on an epic level. It was. Legato asked the commander why he thinks he left half of his men alive. And we get this quote from Legato, another good one. <laughs> My reason happens to be perfectly rational. You see, if your bonds are indeed deeper than family, then you must have the opportunity to give your friends a proper burial. However, this is not an act of mercy. This is to teach you the pain of living. Okay, that is actually some pretty cool shit. I love that pain of living shit. He is. There's a lot of pain in this episode. Okay, I really don't subscribe to... I, I really don't subscribe to nihilism, but... Damn, he makes it look cool. He does. It's true. I have to admit. I wonder how much it is for a year of nihilism. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. You could get a free bandana. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Now, the Roderick gang. Yes. Because they're closer than just family. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that mean they're family and a gang? Are they a <laughs> gang of people who have in Roderick? Could be. I, you know, I actually made the joke that they're, they're a frat, but... I mean, from the term fraternity, which is Latin for brother, for brothers. He's really good at his Latin. (laughs) Not really. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they they join the gang, but they act like like a family. You know how we sometimes look at ourselves as a family as opposed to being just really good friends. Yeah, but we don't all use the same name as our... We're introduced to the gung-ho guns at this point. Yeah! Gray the Nine Lives. Yeah! Ooh, I don't remember what some of these are, so I'm gonna. When I say a name, you describe them because I don't remember them. I think he was a big uh, dude. Yeah, Ray the Nine Lives. Big guy. <laughs> oh, Jesus, callback. Uh, Dominique the Cyclops. Sexy lady, one eye. <laughs> no, she has two eyes. But I mean, her name is Cyclops, so that's why one's covered in a metal plate. There we go. Uh, and she opens it up and it shoots out a concussive beam of solar energy. Yeah, yes, I wish. Make her cooler. Zazi the Beast. Think Dune and Sandworms. A, a dude in a, in a handkerchief is really all we see at this point. We only see all his face. <laughs> Zazi the yeah, Beast well, that's sting. kind of a surprise. We'll we get really there, we'll get there. Zazi the Beast is Sting. Sting. Yes. <laughs> Leonoff the Puppet Master. Old dude. 
Just like the Puppet Master from Marvel, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a similarity there. Uh, Hopart the Gauntlet. The fuck? I don't know. He looks like he's wearing a jock strap on his face. Mr. Fister. We'll go with it. Uh, Raide the Blade. Samurai! Yeah, I got nothing. E.G. Mine. Spike Guy. E.G. Yours? <laughs> Spike Guy with big shoulder pads. Hey. Oh, wait! Legion of Doom! Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, what a rush! You can't do that in your little girl voice. <laughs> what a rush! <laughs> what a rush! I, I've had, I, oh, God, he peaked it. <laughs> Not that bad, though. And then Kane the long shot. Sniper. Yep. Only in the anime, by the way, not yep, in the manga. Yep, he was an anime exclusive. And <laughs> he was DLC. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Mid Valley the Horn Freak, which w- I think wins for the coolest name. Right, right. Uh, who was the saxophone player. Right. And he's voiced by Steve Bulin. Bueller. 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 Legato notes that Chapel appears to be absent. Not sure who that might be. <gasps> Spoilers. Uh, Vash is nearby. <laughs> Vash is nearby, apparently. And when Mint Valley asks Legato if he wants all of them to attack at once, Legato does that typical... Legato says, fuck yes. Well, no. He does that He does that typical bad guy thing that, and underestimating Vash and saying it would be a waste and an insult to use all of them. Stupid oaf. I know. Uh-huh. It's that uh-huh. typical trope. Uh, He's a baka. But it's okay because a woman teleports... Next to him, Dominic the Cyclops. And Voiced apparently... by Carol Stanzino. Stanzioni. Oh, voiced by Carol Stanzioni. Yes. And she's up next. <laughs> All right. Let's, let, let's not objectify her any more than Bash does in this yeah, episode. No, there are troubling things. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are troubling things coming up. I was going to say, I have something to put in her eye. Oh, <laughs> Lord. She has two eyes. <laughs> Vash in the... Okay, fine, I'll give her a reason to wear an eye patch then. Vash is frantically trying to get anyone in town to help and open up. He actually grabs hold of a door that this girl was trying to close, screams, Was it Legato? Did he he have a white coat? And then he gets his finger slammed in the door. I think the the, the biggest problem was, though, too, he prefaced it with, I'm not going to hurt you! Uh, Yeah. Like, literally, like that. I'm not going to hurt you! Yeah, not... Not calming. No. Uh, Meryl, as you would say, Josh, because you're sexist, act like a, acts like a bitch. I'm not sexist! <laughs> Why do you keep... I love women. Uh, I have a daughter. Uh, there's proof of that. Uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, you love women. There's proof of that. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I have two two pieces of proof, actually. I, I have a daughter. There's proof of that. Oh, Lord. Vash pulls some, like, DBZ-level shit and starts anime jumping up the cliff. Oh, man, I love... Well, before before we go that, I do like the, the uh, super deformed face that he's got mm-hmm. after he gets his fingers shut in the door. More on that later, by the way. Yeah, we'll get there. There's a reason for that scene. But, yeah, but why does Vash go all uh, uh, anime jumping? Because every he ma- sees if- Legato. Right. If you're an anime main character, that means you can anime jump. That's true. Like, duh. I thought it was weird and wacky. Um, so I love, I love. Of all the things. Yeah. Between this and Excel. <gasps> Excel? Did Excel do any cool jumping? I'm sure he did. There, oh, there yes. was the one preview, uh, when she was the Olympics thing and she was doing like the, the pole vaulting. There we go. There's my Excel. I, I'm, I'm like you. I'm trying to scrub it from my memory except for our time with Jessica Calvillo. You need to scrub it chemically. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> uh, I was using biological reasons. I love. Uh, wait, methods. I love how Millie. Can't trick it away. 
<laughs> Man, mind blowing <laughs> orgasms wipe away a lot of memories. You can't jerk. I've almost forgotten. I almost completely forgotten my first uh, few years in high school. That's because you slept through it all. <laughs> I love Millie's line when Vash jumps away. She's like, when, well, Meryl's like, what the hell is he doing? And Millie pulls her gun up and says, should, should I, I shoot, shoot him? Should I shoot him? Yeah, it's like. It was so cute. I love it. Yeah, it was cute. And Meryl's like, would you put that gun down? <laughs> Man, I guess Millie's starting to become a little trigger happy. A little it's, bit. It's a stun gun. He is superhuman. There you go. Eh. Okay, do okay, what you fine, do. fine. Yeah, we know she doesn't have the bloodlust. Vash approaches and finds piles of dead Rodericks by the windmill. It always <laughs> makes me think of an old corn song. Dead bodies everywhere. God, I thought he was going to say all day. about sex. <laughs> God, I'm glad he didn't. Oh, God, Lord. We get really cool, creepy music in this scene. Oh, yeah. I love this music. Oh, man. And it ends when Dominique Cyclops teleports right beside Vash. Mm-hmm. She says, you're naive. Had I been so inclined, I could have killed you at least three times by now. And three of uh, Vash's buttons fly off. It's um. There's some flirting going on. Uh-huh. I think she likes it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, this is a lot worse than a... Vash's... Would you say that Vash trips her trigger? Oh, just Uh, die. All right, so... Fuck you. (laughs) God damn it. I love you. Oh, my God. So she introduces herself as the second gung-ho gun after... Modem the Gale. Gale. Do you need me to tell you his name again? Do we have any actual proof in the anime that Monev was a gung-ho gun? I think it's more or less mentioned in the manga that he yeah, was a member of the Yeah, that's a manga gun. thing. What we, I mean, I think we know that, but mm-hmm. we only know that meta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that it's said that. Well, right. I mean, Legato goes, breaks him out, calls on him like he calls on you know, the, the rest, other gung-ho the rest guns. Of but the rest of the gung-ho guns all show up together. True. Monev is just some dude he goes and gets. But maybe at this, t- at this point he's, he doesn't... I'm just saying, we don't actually get proof it's canon. True. You're right. No, you're yeah, definitely... No, you have a good point there. I mean, there. if he is, he is, that's fine. But Word of God comes out and says, yes, he was the first one. Right. But I just don't know where they actually say he is. No, that, Maybe later sense. they say it. I don't know. I'm not sure. No, there's other implications. Well, there, the, the next episode, there next is... Next episode, there's a scene that makes you think that it, it might be that, true. That, that might be true. Okay. Yeah. So, she does that, and uh, Vash sighs and is angry that even though... These were bad people. They're all piled up dead. She doesn't have any right to choose who lives and who dies. Let the body sit down. Okay. <laughs> no. No. I That's know. just another I was going drowning song. pool there. <laughs> Vash Sorry. says... Dust on the wind if we're just going to start naming songs. <laughs> Vash says, I should slap you. Not to mention that during this conversation, I could have groped you at least five times. It's <gasps> super deformed and then says... Okay, so let's maybe say just four times. Should we just leave that one where it is? Just not touch well, it? Well, it gets worse because like, all, tr- the bu- no, all the buttons on her blouse open up. Right. And you see her in her bra. Yeah. A black lacy bra, even. We Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah can we, shall we just leave it there? Let's not. We, let's, we can't. No, no because com- it comes up again just it a little bit. Worse. It gets worse. Oh, it actually gets That's worse. Right. Trust me, it gets worse Ugh. than this. Vash doesn't want to hurt her. And she makes fun of his barbaric style. We get a really cool fight scene uh, where she starts teleporting everywhere. And, and he keeps him? very, very, very closely dodging by literally just kind of throwing his body as far away from the, as possible. The, the first method um, where he's upside down is like splayed out over his head. That was pretty cool. And she's like, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> it's like, 
Okay, I, yeah, I love, definitely flirting oh, yeah, there. I, I love the coyness yeah. of these two when they're in the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish they played it up a little more. They it. should it have. made the rest of it a little more. Uh, yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, she tells Vash he needs to shoot her next time if he's going to survive. Knowing, I think there's a bit of taunting there, knowing that Vash won't. Yeah. Well, right. at, at least not a death shot. No. I love the teleporting with the gun aimed under his chin, that scene. Like, that's so cool. Oh, where so she just fast. pops up and, and it's like... It's, she's like right there, it's right under his chin. Like, that's my favorite. You know what would have been even more cooler if, if just for a moment she, she, you know, instead of just having it there, mm-hmm. caressed it down to his chin. That would have been pretty cool. That, that would have been, been cool. awesome. <laughs> just in his mouth. Oh. <laughs> hey, this anime does that a lot. <laughs> Apparently Vash figures out her trick, which was lost on me until Josh explained it. All right. You want me to go ahead? Go ahead. Okay, so... Vash uh, begins to study her movements, and he finds that in reviewing his memory of the last time she teleports, there was a trail of clouds that was moving, and when she disappears, the trail of clouds has advanced past in a rate that they shouldn't have. And he realizes that it's not that she's teleporting, he has lost track of her in the passage of time. Yeah. Which is a neat thing. Like mm-hmm. that's not that's not something that I expected. No. Uh, really pretty cool. So he picks up on this, and this time Vash closes his eyes, clenches his hurt finger. Yes. And tries to go super saiyan. Tries. Well, well and I love I love the fact that she goes, "What is this? Some sort of pathetic attempt at a martial art?" Yeah. And he focuses. Apparently, he's focusing his senses on the pain. Right. And this time, when she opens up her eye, which is cool because we finally see the trick. It's a very lovely red eye. It is interesting. It is kind of neatly animated. Red, we see kind of red and red and uh, yellow, yellowish. Yeah. yeah, we see the weird metal plates over her eye open up, and then she starts running. And we see that during that time, she was using her powers yeah, to kind of, kind of. She wasn't teleporting. She was Professor X freezing everybody. Yeah, right. basically. Here's what I like about it. I like the fact that Vash has lived such a, you know, on the surface, the difference between the surface and underneath with Vash, on the surface is very happy, and on the, and underneath, he's lived this really painful sort of life. He's Mm -hmm. experienced a lot of terrible things. I think the motif of this particular episode is this idea of pain, and how it kind of, how it kind of manifests with different characters and situations. Oh my god! He uses the pain of living to survive! Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. This idea that, like, throughout his entire life, it is a pain for him to live, and he literally has to rely on that pain in order to defeat her. And he uses it to strengthen himself, as opposed to Legato, who's trying to convince everyone that they should just give up. Absolutely. Oh my god, it makes so much more sense! It does. I just got this. And more was Romeo and Juliet reference. Anyway, sorry, carry on. What? Uh Uh-huh. So. uh, Damn it. Hey. So this time, when she runs up with the gun, he unravels his gun arm and shoots her in the fucking eye. Now, you notice that gun is a kind of more of a rapid-fire gun? Mm-hmm. He shoots. He manages to shoot one bullet, because he doesn't want to kill her. Right. Just one bullet to break the eye. Right. Well, it's probably easy for him to use his heightened reflexes to mm-hmm. just pull the trigger long enough to fire one bullet. One and I love yeah. that, though. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool little thing that if you don't pay attention... Right. You wouldn't have really picked up on that. Right. I, and that's just the beauty of this anime. It and does that all the time. how you get scanned. Oh, sorry. Things get really bad here with the sexism. As Vash then oh says... Oh my god, I don't think it's sexism. It's almost borderline misogyny. Yeah, he says, instead of spending time cleaning up people, you should be cleaning houses for the man you love. Like me, for example. And then he goes super deformed and says, I'm kidding, you know? But it's okay. 
the voice of feminism shows up and, <laughs> and slaps the hell out of that. Oh my god, does she ever? And yeah. and fucks everything up. She does. So that's not so great. Yeah. So feminism sucks. Oh my god, it's Armitage all over again. <laughs> so the the anime Armitage Polymatrix is actually a shot of shot against feminism. So because of the slap, this causes a distraction, and she uses her power somehow again. I, but I, you explained it. It may, I guess, it makes sense. He lost his concentration, right? It, so I mean, what's going on is that yeah, he he, uh, he rolled a one when she slapped him on his concentration check. Yeah, oh. yeah, that. Oh, that makes sense. I guess. Thanks for explaining that, Bill. Yeah, no problem. All right, so D and D saves the day again. Yay! D and D always saves the day. So during that distraction, also we get a moment of them actually having dialogue with one another, which was weird. Mm-hmm. He's he's at this point. He's he's realizing that his life is going to become a lot more dangerous. Clearly, and he, he's superhumanly fast, and she's superhumanly slowing everybody down. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's a moment of them to have conversation. Oh, that conversation. Yeah. 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 It was a conversation where he says, it would be nice if you wore a dress next time. <sighs> yeah, just, see? See? Can, troubling stuff. Can we just ignore that these things happen? I mean, I guess you could say he's just messing with her and trying to yeah. throw her off. Yeah. And he's, he's doing his usual his his uh, his mystique. His horny dummy guy. Yeah, yeah his, his persona. Yeah. Right. It is still troubling. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Millie and Mara are like, what the hell just happened? And I love Vash's lines. Blatant misogyny. I thought I was dead. We cut away to Dominique, the Cyclops, running away, and she's lamenting how he saw through her trick. But she finds Horn Valley, and then we cut away. Mid Valley, the Horn Freak. We cut. I wrote Horn Valley. <laughs> Horny Valley, the Middle Freak. Oh, I'm not even gonna redo that. So oh, Horny Valley, said- the Sax Offender. <laughs> Terrible. God damn it, he needs to Terrible. stop blowing our sacks. Oh, I mean, sacks. I mean, <laughs> we cut back to Millie and Marilyn Vash. The sound of jazz music is heard, and we see Legato one more time. Smooth jazz. Sacks mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did I ever start this podcast? <laughs> because you love us and anime. I call this one Panty Melt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get one more <laughs> stop it we get one more legato smile which is creepy and then they fade away with a dust cloud Vash then says that Millie and Meryl can no longer follow him due to the danger Meryl says sorry it's my job and he says screw you basically I'm going um, but you're we do, fired but we do get a super deformed moment which is odd I guess he's trying to break the tension because I think he's probably He's probably upset that he has to leave them behind. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. he's grown accustomed to them. It, he likes them, I think. They're his friends. He's yeah. trying to put some distance between them and him. Yeah. You know, he discreetly saved silly. their lives. By being silly. He discreetly saved their lives in the last adventure. I mean, yeah, you know, he's buddies. Yeah, he says, so, it's been a lot of fun, but, well, I guess that's all. And then he marches off. They try to follow. That's all, folks. They try to follow. And then he goes, stay back. It's like, shit. And then Vash says that he's going to turn the hunt against Legato. And we end the episode. That's episode 15 of Trigun, Demon's Eye. What do we think of the episode? I want to go first. I think that... You've been doing that a lot. Have like, I? Okay. Yeah, you've been taking the, taking the first. Fine. He's a producer. It's fine. No, that's fine. Bill, you should go first. Should I? Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's a good episode. We get introduced to the Gunkle Guns for realsies now. Important moment. Uh, which mm-hmm. is always cool. The tone settles into what it really is going to continue to be, mm-hmm. with uh, basically pitch black with little moments of levity. Yep. 
and we get to see him facing off against supervillain versus supervillains. You know, the Gung Ho Guns basically are a rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. It is. So really getting to see him use his various skills, not just his quick drawing, to overcome them is is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the only problem this episode I have is is the misogyny. Like, it's troubling that there's this much... And, you know, as high schoolers, we didn't really notice it. I didn't notice it. I don't remember it. But, mm-hmm. you know, as a husband and a father now, it's like... Ew. Yeah, no, you're right. And I get that some of it's his persona. He's goofing off and trying to flirt with her slash taunt her. But still, I think it could be used in uh, better yeah, ways. Absolutely. They could have toned that down. Um, mm-hmm. the, they could have implemented it. Missed opportunities. The horror movie aspect of the gore of the Gungho Guns and Legato was cool, though. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Josh. I agree. I really do enjoy this episode. Um, one of the things about rewatching it that I guess I never noticed is how briskly paced it is. It's, it's, it, you don't realize the passage of time in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's just because that says a lot to the investment that it creates in you. You know, you are introduced to some really interesting dynamic, you know, very much the typical, uh, anime boss trope, uh, characters, which is token, but never truly token because the characters are so unique. They're really cool designs. Yeah, they are really great. Um, and, and seeing them more and more as the series goes on is going to be a, a real treat. Um, but yeah, that to- the tone shift is one of the biggest things. I mean, we got a little bit of that from Dia- from the episode Diablo. Then we kind of had a break with the uh, clip episode and, and little Arcadia. And now we're back to this, to this dark tonal shift again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whole oh, business is, is picking up folks That's as, uh, as Jim Ross would used to say. That's true. Um, all in all, I enjoy it. A uh, few of the things that I don't like is there's there's some uh, voice acting errors uh, like that that show up that I wasn't yep. I wasn't too fond of some of the voice acting in this episode. I don't think there's much else I can add to this aside from the fact that I really one of the one of the coolest things that we see here is just how evil these villains are and how powerful they are. It changes the tone of this series completely like kind of like what you had said like now he's actually facing actual super villains instead of just everyday people that becomes really apparent when the bad guys take out the old style bad guys that bash was facing with such ease right that scene in the tavern where he makes them all point the guns like i mentioned earlier is when i shoot yes when i think of trigun i think of that as one of the if not the best villainous scenes in the entire anime. I never got that. That was what they're doing, but they're passing the torch almost between yes, you know, the random thugs he took on, mm-hmm. and now the gung ho guns. Yeah, it's right. like it's like this last group of like regular everyday bad people, and huge gang of people that you would you know would have given Vash at least some right. trouble. Right. Well, trouble without killing. Yes, right. absolutely. And here's the other thing. It's a great swerve at the beginning, because who, who, who do we see first at the beginning of this episode, besides Vash and, and Millie, when we see, when we establish our villains? We see the, the Roderick gang. We don't see Legato at first. We don't see the yeah. Gung Ho Gung. Yeah, we back. think this is going to be a right. typical Trigun episode. And then right. swerve, they're taken out, and here, and real bad guys have entered. Yeah. Which I think is a cool thing. It's I'm glad they did I don't, that. I can't believe we didn't mention that. Uh, well, now we have. Yeah. Swerve! So, Great episode. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, God, there's just, it's a nice one after 
we finished up it's it's a nice one after we finished up that stinker of an episode 14 so i i enjoy that mm-hmm. um but we are we are going to move on and next week we're going to talk about episode 16 which is fifth moon uh which is another one of those iconic episodes this is a really really important one in the story you know if this one was important for introducing gung-ho guns this has a couple of really big moments in it all right so basically you're saying don't fuck it up yeah, basically. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. I guess it is your week. Yeah. yeah, it'll be Bill's week next week. So, Josh, you want to check us out? All right. Once again, this is Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three secret gung ho guns in their thirties talk about anime. It's so true. We oh wait, I guess we are. I'm not ta- anymore. Oh no, I'm talking a bunch of nonsense. I'm Josh. Yeah, we, yeah. We succeed. We no. will always be victorious. See, it's, it's nonsense. Don't worry about it, guys. It has nothing to do with reality. Our enemies will fall before our feet! Good lord, I'm alive again! I'm Andy. And I'd like to end the show soon, if it's all the same to everybody. I'm Bill. Oh, it makes me sad when you say things like that. <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll see you next time. Bye bye I got a hanker with chicken salad. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, Slasher Sanitarium, Pwn Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom. You're naive. Had I been so inclined, I could have killed you at least three times by now. It would seem that you enjoy dropping in on people just to stir them up. Fun hobby, lady. Who are you? One of the gung-ho guns. Are you on Legato's team? I suppose that's one way of looking at it. I'm the second gung-ho gun. I'm known as Dominique the Cyclops. Is this your doing? That's right. I merely took out some of the trash. They just use people in order to line their own pockets. Call it a spring cleaning of sorts. Well, does that make you feel any better? You killed them. Even though they did terrible things, the decision of who should and should not live was never and never will be yours to make! I should slap you. Hmm. Not to mention that during this conversation, I could have groped you at least five times. Okay, so let's say maybe four times. 